today on CityCast Philly. For a decade, Theater in the X has given opportunities to theater professionals of color. Their mission is to make high-quality theatrical arts accessible to Philadelphians watching. And now they're teaming up for their 10th year anniversary with The Painted Bride, which is a long-standing performance space here in the city. Today, I'm chatting with our arts and culture contributor, Charles Tyson Jr., about the creativity of this West Philly theater company. It's Tuesday, February 21st, 2023. I'm Trinae Nuri, and here's what Philly's talking about. Hey, Charles. Hey, Trinae. Charles, what void is Theater in the X filling in the city? There is an accessibility issue with the arts uh, a lot of times, whether it's a cost prohibitive uh, element where, you know, sometimes tickets are just, you know, too expensive to justify going to see a show. Or there is a mindset of elitism, theater is not for me. And they break down all of that by making their high quality theatrical productions accessible, A, price-wise, because they're either free to the public or low cost, and in a public space where you can just gather, like they, they have their big productions at Malcolm X Park in West Philadelphia. And all you have to do is bring a lawn chair (laughs) and you can have a fabulous evening of theater. That's great. And they started back in 2013, right? Mm -hmm. Tell us about their history. They have been bringing some of the most amazing productions to Philadelphia. The last thing they did was an amazing production of Tupac and Biggie Were Dead, which is a reworking of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are Dead, featuring, you know, the two biggest names in, in hip-hop history. And that was amazing. Before that, they did a stellar production of Dream Girls, which blew my socks off. They've done everything from Shakespeare to original works to some Black theater classics. They have been so amazing in their mission of bringing quality theater directly to the people. And everything from the music direction to the acting, to the costumes, to the choreography, is high level and top notch. And I'm so proud of them. They have been doing the thing for for 10 years, man. So Charles, you spoke to the executive director, Lanish Miller-White. You know what? Lanish and I, we go way back. We went to Temple together. We both were members of a dance team. And I remember her talking about her passion for acting and performing. And to now see her celebrating 10 years, it's just so cool that an old friend is celebrating this achievement. I love how small the world is. It really is. Philly is like so (laughs) tiny, especially if you go to Temple. (laughs) That part. (laughs) And the co-artistic directors are Carlo Campbell and Walter DeShields, who are both stellar actors 
of uh, stage and screen, and they're they're a dream team. They are a dream team. You you get them together, and magic happens. Now, Charles, what did Lanish say in terms of theater and the X's impact in Philly? She talks about basically breaking down the barriers between you know the public and theater and showing how Philadelphia is a a true theater town and giving people the chance to see and enjoy things that they might not have otherwise been exposed to from Black artists who are showing the quality of Black theater and Black performance. Here's a clip from the interview. I think we also have had a big impact on the visibility of artists of color in the city. Like the majority of um, folks that we have worked with now, after doing a season with us, we can't get them anymore because, you know, a mainstream theater have scooped them up to do, to act or stage manage or choreograph or whatever. So I feel like we have definitely helped build the visibility of a lot of artists of color in the city as well. I want to go back to um, a point that you made about just how accessible they've made performances. Is that something that you often see in the city? Not like that. Why do you think so? Um, I think a lot of times it's just not really thinking to do it. So they're taking risks. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think just by virtue of what they are, they're taking a risk. In terms of, you know, being taken seriously by the greater theater community and not needing the greater theater community to take them seriously because there is a community to draw from that has been underserved and not paid as close attention to and just as valid as anyone else. So they're able to tap directly into that community and it's been working 10 years. And so you can just essentially roll up and and watch a performance of a reimagined Shakespeare play mm-hmm. in Malcolm X Park. Yep. Yep. Yeah, just show up with your lawn chair and, and just get comfortable, get there early because the good spots will get taken up quickly. <laughs> Not that there's a bad spot, actually, because we were like pretty far back and we still had a great view and a great spot. There's a moment at each of our summer shows that I always look forward to and love. And that is when a kid just like rides up on their bike and stops for a little bit and watches the show and then rides off. I feel like that that's what sets us apart. That's what makes us different is that. And and my hope is like one day that kid is going to be like, I wanted to do theater because one day I was in the park and I just rolled up on this theater show and I was like, ooh, look at these Black people doing theater. I want to do that too. So that's like my hope and goal is that one of those bicycle children is going to be like the next August Wilson. (laughs) Okay, that would be amazing. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, and, you know, these folks are being nominated for and winning All the prestigious awards, uh, the Barrymore Awards and Broadway World and like most recently, their production of Dreamgirls. Every single thing you could be nominated for, they were nominated and won. From acting to music to costumes to choreography, they just swept. I was so proud of them. They worked so hard. In the local scene? Yeah. 
Yeah, the Barrymores are like the the Philadelphia Tonys, I guess you would say. That's exciting. Congrats <laughs> to them. So Theater X is celebrating their big year with a party and a fundraiser at the Painted Bride, which is also a historical theater in Philly. Tell us about their impact in the city. The Painted Bride has been an integral part of the arts for decades. I remember the first time I got to present work at the Painted Bride. I just felt like the coolest thing. You know, it's like, oh, I'm going to be at the Bride. And what's their history? They started off in Old City um, and... They started off very small and grassroots, and then it just blossomed. They have their big, they had their big space at Second and Vine, uh, with a gallery space and a theater. And because of COVID, they had to reimagine things, so they made a move to Fifty uh, Second and Market, and that's. A brilliant move. I I was so proud of them because, you know, they've always had this grassroots, community-based element to their mission alongside of of hosting the the quality performances and visual arts in the gallery space. And this time it feels like they're bringing the, the grassroots element more to the forefront in their move to West Philadelphia. You spoke with the executive director about the significance of moving the theater. What did she tell you? Laura Raska, she and I talked and basically she broke it down how the the painted bride, you know, has been so much to so many people over the decades and now there's a whole new part of the community of Philadelphia that gets to have access to the vibe, the culture and the vibe that the Painted Bride has fostered. And she also mentioned that it's because it's so new of a presence in West Philly, people are still figuring out what it is. So they'll come in and say, you know, what is this? And she'll say, it's an art space. And they'll be like, I, I didn't know that you could have such a thing. <laughs> um, the Painted Bride has always been, I call them, a jewel in the crown of Philadelphia arts. Charles, when you spoke with Laurel, you talked about the collaboration between the two, Painted Bride and Theater in the X. Here's what she had to say. I mean, I met Laniche when she was 20 and uh, she worked in the box office of the Painted Bride, which is also like my story, how I started working at the Painted Bride. And it's just been so great to see her evolve into this powerful leader. Like it feels, it's a privilege. And so the bride was able to be a home for them, right? So they they rehearsed there, they had their meetings, they got their productions together there and we were a fiscal sponsor for them. But uh, now they're a whole force, you know, 10 years later. How important is it for a community group to have that strong partnership, like she just mentioned, having that fiscal sponsor, having someone you can collab with and, you know, help you make, you know, write grants and get that money? <laughs> you know, how important is that, um, especially in the art community? It's vital because, you know, 
so many of us are, you know, me against the world in it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And when you're doing everything yourself, it's possible to miss opportunities and miss the details. And it's also good to have a name, an organization behind you because it lends uh, stability and credibility to your organization as well. Charles, before you go, what can we expect from Theater in the X in the coming years? I can tell you that their projects are always going to be top-notch. They're everything, like I said, everything from the direction to the acting, to the choreography, to the costumes, to the music, they've got the best people in charge of each of those elements. So it comes together and it just creates magic, the likes of which you will not have seen up until that point. And that's what I love about Philly. <laughs> CityCast arts and culture contributor Charles Tyson Jr. Thank you for bringing this story to us as always. Thanks for coming to CityCast Philly. Thank you. To celebrate Theater in the X's 10th year anniversary party and fundraiser, we'll have a link to their event on February 27th in our show notes. And here's what else Philly's talking about. Last week, Governor Josh Shapiro said he will not allow the state to execute anyone while he's in office. According to the AP, the Democratic governor also called for state lawmakers to repeal the death penalty. While campaigning for governor last year, Shapiro said he was morally opposed to the death penalty. And that's a change from his position in 2016 when he was running for attorney general and said he supported capital punishment for the most heinous crimes. And you might have heard some opera music blasting at a Germantown gas station. Yeah, CBS3 reports that a 24-hour Speedway gas station on Shelton Avenue has been playing classical music nonstop. The gas station won't say why, but other businesses have used this as a way to stop people from loitering. Hey, y'all. Here is the CityCast Philly tip of the day. If you're having trouble getting back into the work week after a long weekend, one of my favorite Philly spots to relax is Washington Square Park. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed this episode about local theater, share it with a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter too. It's called Hey Philly. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Let me make sure my washing machine is off. Hold on.